mi sambul bina kana torang kin marama nadar wokin gona ilawa oni simti komaina salini mon libeliba kin kakambora ki bakoy gorit ko yaningo singatangani ngulo dabi ngabiu yerna torang kin marama na balina son tolu kumbuna bormasanga kin matanitu wokana tobata Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Mike Kali Cruz Downer, and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Fijians podcast, where the Everyday Fijian shares the everyday story in the everyday world. Now, I do hope they enjoyed the last episode. Of course, it was a two-parter with Mr. Minyasi Naivon, where he shared his story, his upbringing, and to where he is right now. And uh, once again, thank you so much to all those that are listening. Not only just thank you, greetings to all those that are listening, whether it be here. In Australia, Sydney, Australia, or literally around the world. Also, on top of that, I just want to be a greetings to greetings once again. I hope your week went well. I hope you had a wonderful week. I hope you had a wonderful, um, wonderful busy week, you may say. But also, on top of that, shout out to our Fiji Bati Warriors that um, came away with the biscuits against the Italian team. Very dominant victory. And of course, at the time of this recording, uh, playing against Scotland, so all the best brethren to your game against the Scots, especially the last game, hopefully, um, before the quarterfinals, if you know, depending how you guys go tonight, and also, depending on the game between Australia and Italy, you may say, well, Australia's going to win, but look, let's just, um, let's just take every match as serious as it can be, but also on top of that, I just want to be, you know, give another shout out to the Fijian voice of youth, I just, um, at the time of this recording, prior to this recording, I just finished um, watching the episode featuring Lomé. And to those that may remember, we had Lomé on the on the podcast in you know, one of the early episodes where she shared about Buller Grays. And it's wonderful to see it had a company that a Buller Grays, that her business is still going on, still thriving. And also acknowledging Pati uh, Bakarau for um, her husband helping out as well. And also uh, Little Zaya, well, probably not Little anymore. But on top of that as well, look, I just want to say a big thank you. So for this week's episode, we have a special guest, special guest that um, how I got this, how I, um, this guest came onto the podcast, of course, through Instagram, was through artwork. Now, of course, the saying goes that a picture defines thousands of words or many words. And for this uh, gentleman uh, to see his artwork and to see his inspiration from came from a Bollywood movie, but it's more to it than that. It's amazing to see how he's coming, how he's um, gone into into the realm of being an artist, of you know, going into that sort of dimension of uh, expressing his emotions or so through art. So it was wonderful to have Mr. Abhijit Chandra sharing his story, and I do hope take something out of it. And also, I believe he was our first guest coming out from New Zealand. Now, if I'm wrong, I do apologize if I have guests previously. That had New Zealand, but to have uh, Mr. Chandran, it was wonderful to for him to share his story. So, on top of that as well, during the podcast, I do apologize. There may be some interludes in between because due to the reception and due to the connectivity, there were some technical difficulties. But look, on top of that as well, I do hope you take something out of this podcast to so to any of those that are in the in the field of being an artist, whether it be through digital art or normal art, through canvas or through through computers um look i do hope you take something out of it so those that are aspiring to become an artist or so in that field um i hope you take something out of it but once again ladies and gentlemen i do hope you enjoy this podcast where mr Avages chandra shares his story of an everyday fijian living in an everyday world sharing his everyday story minaka thank you more there.
first of all, my brother, um, welcome to the Everyday Pigeons podcast, where, you know, this is your opportunity to share your stories in Everyday Pigeon living in the everyday world. So on top of that as well, look, um, I believe, as I said before, probably prior, I think you're my first guest um, coming from New Zealand. So that's something else. Yeah, bro. Hopefully, hopefully we can get more people from uh, more Fijians actually from um, New Zealand too, because most of them are hiding over here. <laughs> well, that's awesome to hear, bro. But look, uh, once again, thank you so much. And look, um, it's amazing with your artwork um, that you've displayed, especially on the Instagram page. It's very fascinating. So, hope you get to talk more about that as we go through as we go on through this podcast. But before moving on, bro, just to um. Just as um start off with our first um first question and introduction. What is your full name, bro? Um my name is uh Abhijesh Chandra. That's that's my full name. All right, cool man. And where in Fiji your parents hail from? Uh so my mom's uh side is from uh, Sambeto Nendi. Yep. And my dad's side is from Rifle Range Lotoka. Oh, cool. So Sugarcane City and the land of the sleeping giant. The <laughs> deadly mix there, bro. Deadly mix in between. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so Chandra, looks. Let's get straight into bro. So your upbringing, where you know, how did it all start? You know, what year were you born, or you know how you know how did it all begin for you? Were you born in Fiji? Were you born in New Zealand? How did it all start for you, bro? Uh so I was born in Fiji, um, yep. uh, West Side Lotoka. Yep. And I was born in 1997, actually. Mm. And so my upbringing was kind of like um, a rough kind of thingy yep. in, a, in a sense that I was like, I'm like, I was eight months born instead yep. of ni- instead of nine. Okay. And so I was like, so as soon as like I was born, I was like straight into the hospital. Mm. Yeah. Cause I was, I was building like um, leukemia kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. So it was kind of rough, like, but like my upbringing was kind of like filled with love because of that, and because I was like everyone's special child, because like I was not supposed to make it, but I did. Mm. So yeah, so it was like it was like you know you know how Fijian like um upbringing is a like, filled yep. with love and discipline. You know, it's yep. always it's always that. Yeah, true, man. It's uh first of all, man. That's um it's wonderful to hear that you know. Not only wonderful, but it's amazing to hear that you're born premature, so eight months instead of nine months, and you know to see what you went through, especially you know that time must have been very challenging for your parents, um, especially for your dad. Knowing, oh, is my son gonna live through, or is he gonna pass on? Yeah. So on top of that as well, um, Chandra, um, so your parents, what are the occupations um back in Fiji? What did they do as a for a living? Uh so both sides for my parents are like um. Both of them are accountants. Okay. Yeah. So um, my mom used to work for Punjas, and my dad, I uh, used to work for um PwC, and then he moved on to KPMG. Okay. And then yeah, it, it was just just a mix between account accountants. So like both of them are accountants actually. Oh, nice. So in saying that, we've both been accountants. Um, was. Was education a big thing, especially in the family? Um, since you know, got you know, good, you know, like, well, you know, especially being a canon, where it's a well-paid job of, of for here being in Australia. But for you know, account your parents being accountants, was education a very high priority in your family? Yeah. Um. Like, if I, if I look at 
look at it from their point of view first. Yeah, it's like you know. So my mom's um side, well, like mostly like um. So my grandmom and my granddad are like sugarcane farmers. Okay. Yeah, and and from this side, um, my um grandmother's side too is like it was like same. It was just like you know the hustling and bustling just to send their parents um to send their children to um school and that. Yep. So like for them, yeah, it was like it was pretty important because. Um, it's like to be established, you know, you have to have like um funds and stuff for like actually raising like a family. Mm. So like moving on to the mentality from like um it's just to pursue a, like a high paying job. So like education was like uh back uh, that was like the thing back then, eh? like before social media and everything took over. Mm. It's like now we have like more freedom to choose, but yeah. back then you had to like. You know, it was like religion back then. Like you have to go through this, get your degree, all that, get a good job, and then get like a family. So education was like a high priority. Yeah. Mm. And it's uh, just as you said. You no, know, it was that was the thing back then. Of course, it still is now. But as you said, you know, there's more creativity. Like for yourself, you know, being an artist and you know using your creativity and your post on social media. It's, it's a one thing of getting, you know. Um, getting those rewards not just from um, not just from a financial perspective, but also your your how can I put you advertising yourself of, you know, of your creativity. But you know, as you said, it's because I can relate to that as well, especially from my mom's side or my dad's side, where education was a priority. You know, and look, shout out and look, acknowledging your grandparents as well, being sugarcane farmers. You know, doing the hard yards. You know, you know the blood and the sweat and tears of you know toiling through the ground and making sure that the sugar cane is ripe and ready. And, you know, it's amazing that your, your, your both your parents became accountants and then from then, you know, came forth you in uh, 1997. So when did it come to the time to, when was the time you came to New Zealand? Did you have your education in Fiji or was it um, you came as a, as a young fella to New Zealand, your education in, in New Zealand? So, yeah, I, I completed most of my education in Fiji, like up till from five, which, okay. is, which is the 11 over here. Yep. So 12 and 13 from 6 and from 7, it was over here in New Zealand. Oh, okay, so which school did you go to in Fiji? Um, I went to a lot of the Chinese school, which is now um, Zonghu, I think, and okay. then Central College for um, um, Central College from year 13 to, I mean, year 11 to, which was from 3 and from 5, sorry about that, but I then moved over here, um, and then I went to Otto College for year 12 and 13. Oh, okay. So in Fiji, you went to, what was the name of the college again, sorry? Central College, bro. Central College. Central College. All right, cool. So that's based in the Western area, of course, around that area. Yeah, near the hospital. Oh, nice, nice. So, all right, how about this then? Up this question I lay out to you, bro. When you went to, you know, you did your education mostly in Fiji and then you did year 12 and 13 in New Zealand. Was there any similar, were there similarities or was it like, was it like a big difference for yourself coming to, you know, in the, when you got to the education system? Um, So it was like a, it was like not really a big difference. It's just like, oh, actually, I'll take that back. It was a big difference coming here because like over there was like the standards, math, English, science. Yep. But over here, you had, like, music, arts, and craft. So I was, like, it was, like, you know, letting a child loose through a candy store. Like, like so many other options, eh? Like, 
Mm. Like, because I, I, I wasn't the best at, at math. Okay. So, so, like, coming over here, like, seeing art and all that, I was, like, excited because it was, like, a whole new opportunity. Yep. Like, you, like maths and uh, English was not compulsory, like, in Fiji. Mm. So, like, if you didn't take it, like, it was all good. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, now, because you, since you said that, so your your love for art came when you came to, is it, was it when you came to New Zealand in 12 and 13, where you saw, look, all right, you're like a kid in a candy store, and then now you've got all these subjects, and now there's art. Was it like, you know what? I'm going to try to pursue this subject of art and see where it takes me. Yeah, so I actually started with photography. Okay. And then, like, I had to choose between art design and graphic art. So, and, like, as soon as I, like, started uh, two or three weeks in like art class I was like I just slowly like it took a toll on me that I just like left English and like like all of my other subjects were like pretty average but I was like even though like I wasn't great at it like, it was like I'm, I was like in like I was into it like more than anything else like I would literally skip my other classes to go sit in art class and like just finish my folio board and all that hmm <laughs> All right, so you skip classes. All right, <laughs> but in saying that as well, bro, um, what was your reaction from your parents? Like they're canons, you know. What did they say? Like you know, you know, Abinesh, why, why are you doing art? Why, why don't you want to become an accountant? Why do you don't want to follow mom and dad's footsteps? Was it sort of were there conversations like that around the dinner table or around the house? Um, actually, uh, this thing happened like um back in Fiji before it transitioned over here. Yep. It's like me and my family, my dad especially, we went to watch this movie. Um, It was called, it's like, like a Bollywood movie. Okay. And it was called Three Idiots. And <laughs> yeah, it's a funny name, bro. Like, but in the movie, it's like, it's like the pressure of all the, all the brothers back home, like back in the motherland, like in India. Yep. It's like, for them, it's like the girls have to be doctors and the boys have to be engineers. Okay. So like, so these three friends from different, like parts just come and do engineering and then there was a talented student in like in the college and he actually committed suicide mm. so like and after like watching the movie my dad Oh, because must have broken up. Look, let's continue on my brother. So you you mentioned about the um, movie Three Idiots and yeah, like so the women. like, yep, it was just like they just gave. It. My dad was just like, you know, that silent talk between um, like uh, fathers and sons. Yep, and it's just like you know, you do your own thing, like you know, make your own way. Hmm. Okay. So from that sprung forth. So by his father say you do it your own way. Was it sort of like a blessing in disguise? Was it sort of like a blessing? Or you look. Just do the part that you know, but as long as you become successful. Um, not in that sense. It was just like you know, just make sure that this is what you want to commit to. Okay. Yeah, and just keep on doing it, and because like my parents, um, you know, they studied like heaps of books and heaps of diplomas and stuff just to get like um, just to you know to because they're, they're in love with it. Yeah. But like for others, like you know, it's a whole different thing because. Like, like no one in my family is like that. Is like you know, artist. Like my sister is like studying medicine actually. Mm. So it's like you know, 
it's just an artist. It's like it it was like a blessing in disguise, but blessings like you know, it's hard to explain it actually. That's all right. That's all good, man. Not because it's um, it's it's fascinating that you said you know from a movie such as Three Idiots, and it's a Bollywood movie, and and how it shows forth you know that view that women are for this wrong, we're meant for that wrong. But like you know, out of that movie, it shows you know look. You know the path you took of becoming an artist, and that inspiration from that film led you down that path to making, you know, your passion for art become more realistic. Was it challenging at first? Um, especially when you're going down this path of, you know, becoming an drawings and you know, bring you know, bringing forth what you had thought, what you had your thought in the more, you know, in your thoughts, you know, out into reality. Yeah, because, like, yeah, like, towards the end of the movie, like, I thought I was, like, the main character. Like, you know, that's how everybody is, like, after they watch a movie, eh? Yes. But, like, one of them was, like, because the dad sent his um son to an engineering college. Yep. And did everything. And then his son actually wanted to be a photographer. Hmm. And then the, the dad was, like, he gave, like, a speech. And he's, like, you know, but what would people say? And then the son replied, I was, like, I don't care what they say. They didn't do shit for me. You did it for me. I care about what you think. Mm. And then, you know, it's like, so I didn't really quite imagine having that conversation with my dad because, like, it's just that silence between that strength that you get from silence. Yep. That's, like, communication actually happens through silence as well. Mm. And then, yeah, so, like, I just got there. So I just just kept going. It's like, I didn't even know how to draw. Like, I used to sit with all the Fijian boys at the back of the class and then I whatever they would draw, like, I still have their drawings with me. Like, I used to borrow their drawings and then, you know, trace over there because I couldn't draw well. And that yeah. just kind of, like, just stuck with me. No, awesome, man. That's uh, So it's, it started from that. So, from, you know, of course, with that passion back in the classroom with the Fijian boys, and then from then on, you, you know, you just sprung forth through art and that. But like through your journey, through your journey, of course, becoming an artist and all that, more uh, that a big um, niche. Um, were there, um, you know, were there family members as well saying why, you know, just as you mentioned about the movie Three Idiots, you know, and how you know the, that film, where what people may say. Were there was it um like that with you know not just with the family but friends as well say why why are you going down. My sister they're going through this you know why why you become that was it sort of like that there's a slow in your life uh yeah it but it, it didn't really set in because like um it, like you know how I was like how I was raised from that like it it really like it just went through me like like it didn't really stick like mm. the only thing that really stuck with me was like when people was like oh your parents are accountant why are you doing up I, I, I wouldn't say anything because like like it just didn't affect me that way, so because yeah. I always kept doing my own stuff. No, that's that's uh, that's good, bro. That's awesome, and it's um, and kudos once again to how you're going through your artwork. It's uh, you know, just as the saying goes, a picture defines a thousand words, and it's wonderful to see what you bring forth through your artwork. So keep on keeping on, bro. Thank you so much for that. All good, all good. All right, let's move on, man. Like, look, the Fijian in the twenty first century. Now, of course, you're. Of course, you have Indian heritage. Um, you know, of course, we're Fijian Indian. Um, have you? Question I want to ask you, bro. Have you ever been back to India, or would you like to go back to India some stage or so? Um, yeah, I would love to like travel. Like for me, like I came to New Zealand in 2013, and I haven't gone anywhere since then. Yep. 
So, so yeah, um, the dream is to like do traveling and do photography as well. But yeah, I would love to visit back like India as well. Mm, nice, nice. And and saying as well for yourself, um, being an artist and also you know with Fijian as and having you know Fijian heritage as well, and with your artwork, uh, what is your what is your view or what is your thoughts in when it comes to art? You know, when there's a canvas or when there's something, what how do you approach it? What are your first steps or so? Because the reason I'm asking is that you know there may be young Fijians that want to go into the you know go into the realm of art, and most notably, I've seen as years have gone by, there's more artwork that's coming out, um, coming out you know involving Fijians, whether it be through the fair, you know through the traditional Fijian art or so with tapu designs or with tattooing to canvas artwork but how about for yourself uh Abhijesh, what is your what is your view how do you start off what do you what do you bring forth to your you know to your plan to your palette when it comes to artwork um it's just like whatever um speaks to my soul kind of thing like yeah i'm i'm all for traditional art and all that but i've like just left it for um because it's like being here in um in New Zealand it's like um it's like um the the art that they have on their um you know like polynesian art yeah it's 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 brought down from like heritage from where you're from you know where your tribes from and all that mm. so i i just chose not to um deal with that because it's like a sacred kind of art form Okay. So what I chose to do instead is like this this guy um he does like he's an artist in Australia actually. Mm. And his name's like Boss Logic and he does he's does he does all this artwork for like all these movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I like when I first found his artwork like that's what I wanted to do. So what I do is like um I just design whatever I feel actually whether they be like for people like everyday people. Yep. Or like uh, if uh, if I like something that I find like on the internet or like just, I just draw inspiration from anywhere yep. and just like write down little che- uh, points in it near like um, check boxes. It's like, like, uh, like I, I come up with um, the name of the art first before I, I start. It's mm. like, okay, here's an idea. Like for the Fiji day one, yep. I was like, I like to do like um, the inspiration was from the movie Moana. Okay. And then it was like, a canoe inside a cave with um a traveler inside mm. or like uh, yeah, uh, yeah and so that's that's what kind of struck the whole idea and then the personal touch to that was the map of Viti Levu is the opening of the cave mm. so uh, it's just inspirational like I'm trying to like what I'm actually trying to do with this kind of art is like I'm trying to bring like because you know like America and all that they're like that the standards for fashion and art and everything so like I'm trying to bridge the gap between there and here, and then from here back to Fiji. Mm-hmm. So like that's what I'm trying to like. I haven't have I don't have it mapped out, but it's like that's like the kind of direction where I feel like I'm going. Okay, no, that's um okay, that's uh that's something that uh, that's wonderful. That's uh something interesting to hear about. I mean, uh, and what have you brought it from your perspective about that? Because I remember seeing that artwork. And your question was, can you spot Vicky Level? And I was like, where's Vicky Level? And then now you just mentioned I was done. So man, that's 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 cool, man. That's that's deadly. You know, that's something else when you apply artwork. Because I've seen, you know, because when I think of artwork, you know, when I think of artists of like Picasso or you know, um, 
probably Da Vinci and all those, you know, they're very yes. creative in their art, their, their philosophy, how they thought, how to make the painting, not only just look like a painting, but to make the painting talk. So it's uh, good that you brought that forward as well. But also on top of that as well, bro, um, have you been, uh, have you been like uh, in a, do you work alongside the Fiji community in New Zealand or it's just like you're studying or use your artwork as a means to, assist in any way possible um, in regards to any community at all or it's just like yeah um, yep. oh sorry sorry for interrupting yeah no, I, I actually do have like um a lot of Fijian friends over here that but not most of them are artists okay and then uh, there there are small communities that um for art and that so I I do try it and like like I don't think they see me as like an art like an artist yet from like their perspective kind of thing because I, I did not choose to um touch on like um traditional aspects of it mm. of what makes an uh, like so like most people they put their cultural aspect to it. Yep. Like for me I, I just I just do whatever feels right to me. Like I don't have like a boundary for me. Mm. It's just like for me art is just whatever I wanna put and however you want to interpret it. Nice, nice, man. Awesome. Look, and saying as well, what advice would you give to a you know a young artist, you know, a young, you know, whether it be a, you know, you know, Fijian or an islander, an artist in general, what advice would you give them for someone that may be say starting from scratch? You know, like they've seen pictures, they may have seen your pictures or other artwork or something, say, look, I want to do what he's doing. How can I start? So if so my advice would be just um just to create it it's because like you know how you said that our picture is worth like a thousand words yeah it's like interpretation is also like um important that's like mm. if i if i give you a picture and i write my thousand words to it i'm influencing you yeah but like no matter how, like what i'm trying to say sorry about that is Bro, let's continue on, my brother. Let's continue on. So, as you were saying. Oh, for my advice? Yes. It's just to create, actually. It's like, because there always be people, like, critics, like, critics are everywhere. Hmm. So, but you can't let that stop you from creating. Because, like, ultimately, like, what critics are is, like, they interpret your art different from how you do it. Yeah. So, might as well, you do your thing. And then let them think whatever. Mm. That's it. Do your thing. Do just do your thing, listeners. So any of those that are artists. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much I would say just create, just create. What was that, bro? Yeah, just create and do your thing. Yep. Hello? Hello. Yep. Yeah, I'm still here. Yep, all good. It's a bit of audio. I think it's the connection, bro. Ah. Yep, can you still hear me? Yeah, can hear you. All right, look, I'll edit this part out. So once again, back to the original, what would be a word of, um, so your word of advice would be just to some do your thing and the critics, or they'll always be critics. Yeah, they always be there, bro. 
All right, cool, man. All right, look, let's break. Let's go to the next one. What favorite Fijian food? All right, so pretend there's a table in front of you. There's four, no, four, four plate, four, four course meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert. What would you start with Fijian cuisine? What do we start with when it comes to breakfast? Um, probably toast or breakfast crackers with um butter and jam right, and right. tea. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, have a lunch. Um, lunch for Fijian cuisine. Mm. It's probably probably roti or something like that, bro. All right, roti and curry. And that's for dinner. Okay, for dinner. Uh dinner is lovo, bro. Lovo any day. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. And then dessert. Dessert, cream bun. Bro, nice, nice, nice. Pretty evenly out. Pretty, pretty evenly out, bro. Good stuff, man. All right. Look, moving on. What do you, what do you love about Fiji? What do you oh, love about Fiji? And I give you this time to go as much as much in detail as you can. Um, especially born and raised in Fiji, came to New Zealand in your later teens. So you spend your, you know, your first probably what eight, eighteen or so years. Six, 16 or so years in Fiji. What do you love about it? But even even in New Zealand, what do you love about Fiji? Well, what's not to love about Fiji? Everybody over here wants to go there too. It's like it's because it's like it's Fiji, man. It's like it's like the weather is perfect, you know. Um, it's like the people are friendly. It's like working here as well as like when I was working here. Like I I brought that Fijian, you know, that smile with me. So it's like you just greet people with you know what's normal. So you're there, and they be like, they they kind of like notice it. Like there's something different about that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the weather, the food, the people, like heaps of like, it's just like an island paradise. Hey, eh? like it's kind of kind of miss it, bro. It's like to be honest, I haven't gone there like for a while, so. <laughs> yeah, you can, man. You just, you just sit to say, you just hit it right there. But also, as well, having a besides art, do you have any other hobbies besides art? Like, especially when it comes to loving PG, did you play any rugby or sports as a young as a young fella? Also, yeah, I, I still I still play rugby actually. Yeah, yeah, I still um play winger. Okay, winger well, and prop is to be a substitute for like the the main team. All right, cool. So this was back in uh, secondary school. Yeah, back in um Chinese school and um Central College. Oh, nice, nice. So you're a winger. Ah, uh, yeah. All and right, then cool. I gained weight, and then they moved me to prop. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, right. All right, but in saying that as well, look, playing. Did you um, you know, as you know, when we come to this question about loving Fiji, did you ever play against like you know Ratunabula or? You know, some of the big schools back then when you were playing, or was it just like the real, you know, the lower ranked schools? Oh, it was low ranks, but we had like, because um, there used to be like two sets of teams. Yep. And then, you know, like the main, main team that represents the college and then the second, like the A team, B team. Yeah. So I, I was always B team. A team was like the dream league back then. Yeah, yeah. All right, so when when it comes to when you mean by that, what do you mean by that, bro? Like for me, look, I was born and raised in Australia, but I always hear the stories of what what rugby is like back in the islands, especially in Fiji. When it comes to deans, 
you know, with Marist winning the Deans just recently, or when it comes to, you know, provincial or rugby, how about for your, like for you, what, you know, what was it like when you meant by the dream team or so? Oh, uh, we, uh, I, I didn't follow like the Deans and all that, like religiously, bro, but like, uh, like the one school that the boys would always talk about was RKS. Okay. And then, yeah, it's like they used to draw art and all that with RKS, like, and that's pretty much the team that, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, man. And, of course, being in New Zealand where rugby is just everywhere, um, yeah, just something else. But, look, on top of that as well with Fiji, when they're loving about Fiji, um, mom and dad, you know, of course, being, you know, New Zealand and so, um, does it bring back memories of, like, the hard, you know, hard work that they went through? Like, of course, you know, we come to, you know, say, New Zealand, Australia, to gain a better life and so never forget where they come from. But um, do you guys, does mom and dad look back and, you know, as much as this was a bit of a challenging struggle, um, they loved it as well because you in Fiji, it was that sort of island setting that, you know, okay, there may be not much facilities, but as long as you've got a tight-knit community, everything everything should be a-okay? Yeah. Um, it was like, it's like the one thing about Fiji compared to here is like, it was like more relaxed. It's like over here is relaxed as well, but it's like a fast paced relax. <laughs> yeah, yep. like over there you can like you could miss work for like one week or two weeks and not worry about like rent and all that. Mm. But over here it's like you know you gotta keep going like, and like I think that's gonna be cleared once like you know we get like citizenship and stuff. But you know till then it's just. Keep on keeping on, eh? Mm, all right. All right. Cool, man. Well, in saying that as well, look, you're an artist. You know, you're, you've are you gone down that path and your parents were accountants. Your sister's studying medicine. Um, you've gained inspiration of a movie, a Bollywood movie called The Three Idiots. Ladies and gentlemen, to those listening, the, yes, there is a movie called Three Idiots with a Bollywood movie. So on top of that as well, bro, look, we've got a Mount Rushmore and I always do this to all guests. So... Pretend there's another there's the architect Jeff next year. You got a mountain there, five faces to put on, even though there's only four, but for this one there's five. Which five people, whether it be family or celebrities or people you get inspiration from, you put on your man Rushmore. I know it may be hard, but which five people you will choose, um, uh, bro, in regards to putting on your man Rushmore? Oh man Rushmore. Five people. Yep, five people. Um, so it will first two would be obviously mom and dad, mm. and the I used to watch WWE growing up, so <laughs> so the other two would be probably The Rock and John Cena. Okay, well, I, I really want to know why, but this is something this is I haven't, I think I don't, I haven't had any wrestlers on your on the man Rushmore, but I really want to know why The Rock and John Cena are, are on your man Rushmore, bro. Uh, cause like growing up, the John Cena was like my favorite. Okay. And then uh, the Rock is even my dad's favorite. And then it's like growing up from like a kid to like uh, a teen. Yep. Like I kind of transitioned into you know like going from the John Cena era to the Rock edit the old school era. Mm. So it, so it has to be those two. <laughs> well look man I, I was a big wrestling fan myself so The Rock he was my favorite 
He was my favorite as a kid growing up. You know, the laying the smack down, the people's elbow, the rock bottom, the sharpshooter, and his uh, catchphrases. As with John Cena, of course, it was hustle, hustle, loyalty, and respect. And his many T-shirts that would come out, colored T-shirts, green T-shirt, purple T-shirt, orange T-shirt, all these different colored T-shirts that will be equivalent to something you find in the Fruit Loops cereal. But um, <laughs> I yeah. got that reference. Yeah, so, yeah, it was just uh, something else. But, all right. But, look, you've got one more, bro. One more. One more spot. What would you put on that? What's the list already? Okay. Well, what is that, bro? Uh, bro, uh, just brings back memories from whenever Fiji used to play. Mm. Uh, actually, yeah. And the, the most, uh, like, one of the iconic moments used to be the step and then the catch me if you can. Oh, okay, okay, yes, I get you, I get you. The good old goose step and him holding the ball up in one hand or just gliding through like a gazelle. So that's why it's called the king of sevens. So, bro, that's a, that's an, it's an interesting, uh, interesting but fascinating man, Rushmore. You got so it's mom and dad, The Rock, John Cena, and of course the maestro himself, Vaisali Sarevi. Awesome, bro. But look, in saying that as well, man, look, I thank you so much for joining this podcast. I know it's been interrupted with technical difficulties, but due to the power of technology, look, I'll be able to fix it up. And so, but as we need to the end, bro, what, probably this is another question as well, probably the final one. How are we more blessed? Or how are you more blessed in regards to yourself than, you know, uh, other people? When, how, you know, in what way, from your own, from your vision, from your to your foresight, from your side, um, bro, how how are you more blessed than others as a Fijian? Um, it always comes down to this um quote that this quote that I read um once, I think it was by um Nipsey Hussle, rest mm. in peace. Um, it was that you'll always be in the same spot, and that's always better than someone, and you know, like better than someone, and then worse than someone. Mm. Like, oh, you know, someone has it better, but then someone has it worse than you. Mm. So you, so no matter how far you go, you'll always be in that spot, and then it kind of humbles you and just like keeps you grounded. Yeah, yeah, like you know, it's like individuality is like you know we can't. Back again, my brother. Back again. All right, now back to Nipsey Hustle. So you got your quote from Nipsey Hustle. Yeah, bro, it's that no matter where you be in life, you'll always have it better than someone and someone will always have it better than you. Mm. I mean, like you're stuck in the middle, like someone like someone's going to have it worse than you and someone's going to have it better than you. But mm. you're always there in the middle. So in that regards, it's like, you know, no comparison. It's like, so might as well do your own thing. eh? Mm, yes, yes. That's it, man. My saying as well, bro, look, as you mentioned, um, in regards to how blessed you are, but what is your five-year goal? I know I said it was the last question, but I thought I'd add this in. Since you're an artist and since you're still a young fella, uh, what is your what is your five-year goal? What is your next five year? What is your the next five years you're looking at? What are you trying? What is your um aim? What is your goal? What is, what do you want to achieve? What do you want to succeed? Um, what is that, bro? Um, probably just to retire my parents with this um art. That's one of them. Yeah. And then the other one is just to keep creating for like people and just like probably have my work somewhere like in a museum or something. Okay. So, but like right now, I'm aiming for like having my artwork in people's homes before that. Yep. 
So might as well, you know, when it goes to the museum, then their artwork would be much more valuable in their homes. Mm. And by by you know in their homes, uh, what that mean by first going family and friends by you know I'm showcasing that to them in a way, starting from those that you know. Yeah, it always started from like the ones that I knew. Yeah, and then it just branched out into like fan art for people I don't know. It's like the biggest one of the biggest one was um actually DJ Forbes from the All Blacks, the ex captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did an artwork for him, and he like appreciated it. And I was like, you know, I was just flabbergasted, and I was like, this can actually happen. Mm. Like, I never expected to get that traction from that person just by doing like what I do. Yeah. So like, once I got got a taste of that, I just like want to keep going and doing that. Wow, man, that's something from DJ. And to those listeners, DJ Forbes, former Sevens captain, and. You know, we led through, you know, of course, under the Gordon Tidgens where, you know, they won multiple tournaments tournaments together. But to get that from DJ Forbes, um, that's something else, bro. And that's, uh, man, congratulations on that. Oh, thank you, bro. But on, on, on that as well, you know, we're spreading forth your artwork. And so do you have a way, um, would you be happy, you know, trying to teach other young artists as well? Do you see yourself as a... Um, having that role as a teacher or as a mentor to other young artists in the years to come? Um, if I can, like, actually, like, follow a routine to, like, um, like, like a normal standard routine, I would love to. Mm. But, like, as of now, bro, like, whenever I do any artwork, it's like, I don't, like, I know the software, like, probably, like, 30 or 40%. Yeah. And the other one is just, like, having YouTube or music at the background. It's mm. like everything is so accessible through YouTube. It's like I just like I just keep on rewinding tutorials from YouTube and just keep on following that. Yeah. But the one thing is like don't rush it. Mm. For like art, like that's also like part of my advice if I to give it to someone. It's like um don't don't rush your art. That's like it it, it takes time, but and that's a good thing. It's not it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. No, that's no, it just says that story of the tortoise and the hare, you know, in the end of the day, you know, the, the hare didn't win the race, the tortoise won because slow and steady wins the race. And, of course, living this generation or this time where everything's fast, you know, probably New Zealand, Australia, where fast food, you know, fast technology, fast cars, fast this, fast that. And, you know, sometimes things have to be done slowly, such as artwork. And, you know, that's good. That's a good point that you brought forth, uh, Abhijesh. So, in saying this as well, bro, look, um, in regards to your artwork, look, I hope you go well. I hope you succeed even more. And I hope you go further. Look, you may be the, you know, the next big thing when it comes to the art world. Or hopefully one day try and apply for the Archibald Prize that they have here in Sydney, Australia. Hopefully, bro. That's that's the that's the plan. All right, good, man. That's awesome. In a way, and it's wonderful that you shared your stories in Everyday Fijian. Living here, living in the everyday world, sharing your everyday story. Educated in Fiji, you know, you played rugby and so in Fiji, then in New Zealand. So, look, man, I wish I want to wish you all the best. Thank you so much for availing yourself. Thank you so much for having me, bro. No worries, man. All goods, bro. So, it's wonderful to have you. And look, all the best for your the remainder of your artwork. And I'll be keen to follow in your next uh, few projects. Yeah, bro. Excited. Excited for that. All right. Cool, man. Well, but anyway... Look, you take it easy. And once again, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Stay safe and thank you so much. All right. We're not going to bro. We're not going to bro. Okay.